nudge. And there's a Kierkegaard quote. If you put a label on me, you, you, you eliminate it. You know, it's, mm. I'm, I'm no longer there. So it's something that happens though, that we just kind of get into a, uh, a downward spiral, whatever it may be. I mean, I don't want to even try to give it a label, but I've found it again. I found my writer's groove or my enthusiasm. Mm. Um, and I, and I would just say to anybody that's listening, you, you get into those moods, just keep reminding yourself this too will pass and, uh, find other vehicles, find other things to do. And maybe it's even stepping away from writing for a while. Um, although I used to think that was a terrible idea. Um, because I always thought you just tough it out, you know, you just get through it. But I don't know. I don't know about that. I think now, uh, uh, I think you just got to kind of roll with it. Anyway, I'm back with a good feeling about writing. Um, one of the, the things that I did was I sent you a, a little to-do list for me. And I said, I'm going to give you a, a chapter every week, um, which uh, it's a piece of, of writing that I have written. I wrote 30 some plus years ago. Um, and uh, finally dusted it off and, and pulled it back again, which I think it was time to get, get that uh, pulled out. But also because it's already been written, um, I'm not creating. You know, I'm not, I, I am creating because it's 30 plus years later. And so when I read it, I'm like, okay, where am I going to go with this? What am I going to do with it? But um, it's given me that chance to be a writer again. It gives, it's given me a chance to get excited about a story, which I know if Matt was here, he would, he would agree with this. There is something we have to remember about why we write. And it's got to be a pleasure. It's got to be a, a pleasurable moment. Um, not like uh, eating candy or ice cream or, or listening to a song. It's got to be something that's rewarding in the soul, you know, um, whether writers psyche or whatever it is. And I'm getting that feeling again. And so I was telling, telling my, uh, my wife the other day, I was like, you know, I, I'm, I struggled and I struggled and I struggled with this piece. And then I found it. I finally found what I want to do with it, whether it works or not. I finally found what I want to do with it. And, uh, um, I guess you could say it's 30 plus years, but I think it's more, it's more just, uh, the last couple of months, years, whatever with the, maybe it's a COVID thing, but, uh, the, the thrill was gone and now it's, it's, it's kind of back. So hmm. yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm excited to get up every day. I'm excited to get up and, put myself in the writers. That's just something I have to admit. I was not sitting down and writing. I was, I was, you know, opening up a, a file here or there and, and uh, maybe every other, uh, sometimes three or four days would go by. And for me, if I don't do it every day, it, it just doesn't click um, in the way it should click. And it was easy to do it every day for years and decades. And now like lately it was not. But again, today, I felt that, you know, the last couple of days I've been feeling that again. I've been feeling about getting into the story. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's not about whether it's going to get successful or be, you know, earn me money and so forth. It's just you know it in your gut that you're writing something that, at least for you, is working. And, and uh, I wouldn't wish the experience on anybody, but it's, it's good to be on the other side of it. So you jotted down some notes about the fact that you're uh, uh, possibly want to talk a little bit about revision mm. and you even kind of 
came across that in what you were just describing, which is that right now what you're doing is not exactly writing, but something different. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, for me, it's all writing, writing with the big, big W. I mean, you create and then you edit and then you revise. And those three things are not the same. Um, you're right. Uh, but uh, the process is a little different in each instance. But the, the well for inspiration for new creative pieces is kind of taking a back seat right now. Um, because it's 30 plus years ago, I don't remember much of what I, what I wrote. So as I'm reading my stuff, as I'm reading each chapter, uh, and then I, and I, what I, I did at first was I just read the first chapter and then the second chapter, and then I got back into what the story was about. And then I kind of skimmed ahead this week and read through very lightly, you know, not deep, not a complete reading, just, just kind of remind myself what I was trying to do, where I was going to go with it. And as I was doing that, um, because it's post 30 years and because I've had more experience writing, because I've had, uh, I think I've built my knowledge base about what is writing, successful story writing for, for, for me at least, um, I could see that element where I'd want to change what was actually on the paper, but I could also see a big major uh, shift in what, I mean, some major changes in revision, which I've never quite been able to think or pull off because usually I'll just stick with whatever I'm going to do. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of that uh, Raymond Chandler quote, I, I think I might've mentioned it before, where he wrote a whole novel and got to the last sentence of the novel, wrote it, and realized what he was writing, started with the last sentence, threw away the whole book. Well, you know, just tossed it and started all over again. And that takes some real, I don't know what kind of word you want to use, guts or, or chutzpah or, or uh, I don't know, just desperation maybe, um, or, or inspiration. But uh, uh as I'm reading it this time around, what that, that problem that, which has always been with me, cause it, it's about 270 pages down and I've never gotten close to the ending. I've bullet pointed what I think is going to happen, but I've never got close to the ending, but it's, I mean, it's mostly done in the sense of um, characters are, are realized and, and uh, plot lines are established. And what I, what I realized this time going through revision uh, or why I was mentioning, let's talk about revision, is because I think sometimes nobody knows how long they're going to live. Nobody knows what they're going to do the next day. But if if I could tell myself when I was 20-ish or 28 or 29 when I started that story, hey, you're not ready to write this story yet, but go ahead and write down what you're <laughs> going to do uh, and then come back to it later. That's not to say that it's all like, bells and whistles and easy sailing right now. In fact, it's very difficult um, for a whole host of reasons um, because I am 30 plus years and the things that I were doing back then, uh, which would not have, not have raised issues. There's a whole things that are being raised in my head about how it's, how the plots perceived the characters and so forth that I had not anticipated back then. But at least this time around, I've got a little bit more of a North star and, um, and, and it's, I think it's a, in some things you've got to wait, you've got to, you've got to pay your dues. You got to kind of, you got to, I don't know, um, 
live with something for a while. Now you can't plan that. Obviously I can't plan that. You can't, you can say, Oh, I'll, I'll pick this up when I'm, you know, uh, in my late, you know, forties or, or something like that and pick it up again. No, it just, it just happened this way. Now, again, there's no, I mean, this could be the worst crap I've ever written, but at least the feeling for me right now is that, uh, I, I feel like I'm back in this story and doing with it what it could, what I should do, what it could have been 25 years ago. And, and what I wanted to ask you and Matt was about revision and how often we think revision is a moment that happens immediately after the story or immediately in the process of that story. Um, I didn't, I did, I was going to do a little research about people that left a novel and came back. And I'm sure there are examples of this, of people that took decades between drafts and maybe, you know, got it better. I, I seem to remember Tolkien started, started the Lord of the Rings, got in the war, had to stop for a while, left Frodo, I think somewhere in the middle of, walking through the forest and you can actually kind of tell when he comes back to it, if you're a really close reader, that there's a sense of difference in the, the writing style, I think. Um, but we don't, you know, I just was curious about that. I, I have no form. I have no form formulaic answer to this. I have no hmm. a bone to pick with it. I just was like, this is an interesting moment. And I wonder if anybody else has ever had this kind of experience. You brought up uh, wells yeah. uh, that you've set aside the the well of the creative in favor of something else. Uh, assuming I am in your metaphor that something is seeping into the well while you're not attending to it. You're not drawing from it. So it's filling with rainwater or the, the groundwater's yeah. coming into it. Um, and I, I think you're you're right to the fact that there are several of those and that you can't necessarily continue to draw from all or any um, at the same time. Um, and that suggests that, you know, if you are, uh, if you are in a creative mode and you finish the creative mode by dint of, running out of energy um literally if you you know ate a bunch of skittles an hour ago and now this the skittle sugar high is done and you've got your eight pages or you know stephen graham jones often talks about his addiction to sweet tea um yeah, i'm sure that folks have had you know the power of a cup of coffee is incredible um power of a couple beers is incredible you know there's a lot of ways to release on the short term but then in the long term where you're trying to write something like a novel or a short story, there is a certain diligence that you have for a time. And then that diligence seems to waver, whether it's because you start to things start to grow too complicated for you or um, uh, if not too complicated, you feel like you've reached the end that whatever you started with got to in the Chandler example that you have from before uh writing to a certain point and then finding that in fact the story you were looking for is at the end of the story you were at that's not necessarily something you can just immediately leapfrog into um but it is as you're suggesting this sort of youthful 
just jump into it and realize that though you may not be writing the final form of it, you are writing a necessary form of it, a form of it that has to happen in order to have the things that will become final. Mm-hmm. That the shedding mm-hmm. of years and of spending time with a piece over the course of five, ten years, or even two months for a poem or a shorter piece, uh, that that you can't write the final draft without those early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so setting aside a piece, I mean, I can answer your question at least in parallel as saying it happens to me almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there is a group of people who some of us aspire to be who are provided a sort of outside structure that demands that you return again and again to the piece until it's done. Um, And that would be somebody who has an agent or an editor or a publisher that has them essentially in a work seat for quite some time uh, and is being wrung dry in a certain sense. Uh, The wells are being tapped before they're full. And uh, I, I don't necessarily think I can speak to the positive or negatives of that. I do know that you certainly gain something from being strapped down and learning what you're actually capable of in that perhaps you're somebody who acts when the well is full and you feel you're overflowing with inspiration. And so you're ready to drain it and use it all. And then you think there's nothing left when in truth, the bucket could be dropped even further. It's just getting harder and harder. Um, and there is something to learn in those strained moments, which is a moment that you might get from a classroom setting or a prompt from a friend or Tim, in your case, you've given me, you know, the, the role of, you know, all right, once a week, man, like, let's see a piece, um, regardless of how far you get. And what that's going to do is eventually show you that your limits are greater than you thought they were. And in that process, your bucket going down into that well again and again every week is going to say, oh, this is deeper than I thought it was, or there's more here than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if that necessarily speaks to the idea of setting something aside, uh, though I do, I am very curious about this question, not just of setting aside, but because I think that's a fairly native instinct. Um, when when I'm done, I'm done, and I don't know how to describe that. Um, but picking it back up again uh, is more difficult to me. Um, revision is a more difficult process for me to imagine doing because in a lot of ways it does lack that creative side of things that is perhaps some of the pleasure of it um in in opening yourself up revealing yourself to the page when it's blank you get to see everything that you are now capable of Mm -hmm. um and it's not paired against something that you were once capable of but have now exceeded Mm -hmm. yeah i like this i like the phrase setting aside uh that's a could, that's an apt description of what happened with in this case and and to be to be uh completely uh transparent 
um, I set it aside and then had my writer's career. So it's not like I, you know, I set aside the piece, my magnus opus or anything like that. In fact, I ended up doing my novels and I did ended up doing my stories and doing the contest and the other garbage that we do as writers and actually participated much more actively in the publication after that. But that, and I, that's why I like the word setting or the word setting aside, because um, that's exactly what I did. I just set it aside like, like you would maybe, uh, you know, somebody working on a scrimshaw or something or, a, or, or some, some kind of, uh, not a house project, because you better get that done. If the roof is leaking, you better get that done. But we could do this with writing. We could kind of, when that, that well, as you put it, um, started to um, dry up in terms of the, it wasn't, it wasn't so much, a, because I, I, I've, I've had that experience too, too and, I, and, I, and I imagine there's some listeners, we have some out there who are, are saying, yeah, um, that's not what that's not what happened to me, and and I don't want to, I don't want it to say to say that this is the same experience as when that well runs out. I literally just got to where I set it aside. I just like I I don't want to do the work. <laughs> I don't want it to get in there and do what it's going to take for me to finish this piece. And I think instinctively, even back then, I knew there was something either too big for me or not right about what I was doing. Or, and I don't think it's time. I don't believe that, you know, you have to be X years old to be creative or X years old to be a good writer. It just, it just, when you're writing, you're writing. Um, I, I just think for me and this particular piece, I just set it aside. And I, and I wonder how many times um, we set aside something and we never come back to it. For the very good reason that life is in, you know, has come in between, and the idea of going back and picking up something like this, because writing is, it's, it's an effort. It's you know, um, it's going to take you whatever kind of battery you have. It's going to take whatever kind of uh, reserves you have if you're going to do it right. Um, and then it, once you become aware, I, I do believe there's a certain kind of awareness for writers that you you gain either through your reading process or your writing process or your, you know, the whole experience where you know what is generally a good piece of writing and what is, eh, this is a good draft or this is a good experience, a good craft exercise or whatever, but you're working on something that's not that. You're working on something that's a good piece of writing, something you want to finish. And I, and I think uh, for me, when I set this aside, I had no conscious, you know, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I'm ready to write this. It just was one of those things I got to this point in the story. I'm like, I, I don't want to get back to it anymore. So I found other things to do. I found other things to write. And and so when I came back 30 some years later um, and I'm reading the material, in some ways it's better in this creative sense that you were talking about, Eric. I, I mean, I'm, I'm out there pushing some, some uh, envelope edges that I did. I don't push right now. Um, and so that's kind of been a nice kind of re, re, rediscovery is to read this piece again, uh, in some cases and stumble across something that I wrote that are like, Oh, I forgot I wrote that, or I forgot we're going to go this way. In other ways, in other, in other, uh, passages, I'm like, I, I got to do something different with this. I got to make it, it, it's just not the things that I've learned over our time, over time and with our 
our partnerships and with other things, I've learned, you know, this isn't going to work as a story. You know, no matter how much I've fallen in love with my ugly baby, it's just not going to work. Uh, so it's it's been a, it's just been an experience. That's all. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to put it into any kind of category or whatever. I just was interested to hear what, what you you had to say, and but and if Mac joins us, what he has to say. And and so when you say, it happens every time. I mean, that's insightful to me. It's 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 like yeah. What I think we have to draw on different reserves to do revision. You know, or what do you think? I mean, it's it's almost like a different uh type of work um and i don't know if we prepare ourselves for that or if we learn to do that it's just something that we <laughs> we just we do it and we have to and whatever lessons we learn come from the process of doing it well i think in some ways a revision is an admission of failure <laughs> you know it's suggesting that the first round wasn't enough and if you fail at something you 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 come to the end of that and say well i mean i guess i didn't get there this time um having not got there this time uh, or that last time and having to then be willing to do it again um it takes impetus and I guess it begs the question what the impetus was in the first place versus what it is now. When you set out to write a piece initially, for me, I'm usually sparked by something. Um, hmm. Maybe I read something, maybe I heard a story, maybe um, I experienced something, uh, but Rarely, if ever, do I sit down to write a story without some shard of real that I can set down in the soil and watch grow. And given the fact that that shard has been used up in order to build this thing, the act of revision is now I'm looking at this full-grown thing saying... I have to check every part of that again to see which parts are dead and which parts will sprout into something new because invariably there will be parts of it that you get to keep and there will be parts of it that you have to let go of. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when looking at it as a whole, there is a deep fear that if you break one part, the whole structure is going to collapse and you're going to have spent whatever that first effort was making something that wasn't even worth a penny that, that doesn't actually stand on its own and confidence in your writing is built over time. So, mm. or confidence in the soundness of the writing and the structure of the thing, uh, such that, when you go back to look at something, when I go back to look at something now in my writing, I say, no matter what it was, there is a core. There's something that drove this into being or else I wouldn't have sat down to write at all. I would have just sat in silence or kept breathing. Um, and instead, I wrote something, you know, instead I made this and I bet I can find something in here. And treating your writing as something that can inspire you 
requires a lot of confidence because in a circumstance where you sit down to read someone else's text, say, you know, Immanuel Kant or Carl Jung or E.O. Wilson, you're reading them with a recommendation or an impression that these are people who've made something of matter. And so it's possible when reading them to find moments in them that spark you or that make you think beyond what you'd thought before. You know, this is the growing and of knowledge. This is the expansion of the self through reading, which is something that we all partake in and appreciate if we're reading. And to read one's own work with that same eye or that same expectation and confidence it's kind of rare to be able to do that, especially when the first admission that you have to make in entering the piece is that it's not done yet and it didn't finish it as a whole. Yeah, there's something to what you're saying there. I mean, maybe a creative writer, part of the courage of writing is to imagine yourself as doing something that is, is going to, to be uh, worth reading. Imagine that Eric is someday going to read this and see it as a uh, a piece that has been talked about in terms of um, whether it's even just two or three people, but there's something significant. We don't have the luxury of knowing that in advance when we're writing something. And there is a lot of history of failed writers. And there's a lot of history of very good writers who have failed to get their idea across philosophy or, or creative or what have you. So we know, you know, after time, and especially if you started trying to publish uh, for those of you that are out there listening who have maybe not they're, you're not new to this you've been trying to publish for a number of years you will get a kind of uh, psyche bruise about that moment whatever you felt about your piece in terms of this is significant this is what i believe in i know it's good i know it's it's uh, i've made it the best i can i've had good people people i trust have said this is good and it's still is not, you know, getting you to where you want it to be. I, I think that's a, a kind of uh, experience that uh, it makes for good movies about writers. It makes for good uh, urban legends about writers. And it's something that is very real. We don't talk a lot about it as ter in terms of uh, writers at, in the middle of it, our world. Uh, we we, we kind of look at it as something happened post-career. Post, uh, um, and I think I think uh, you got to have a little bit of courage. Uh, you got to have, a, or even stubbornness, to say when you do feel it in your gut that this is something that that needed to be done and could be done. Um, because I think there is a danger that you also can have, and that is that you don't give a damn about what anybody else says, and that you're going to write this just the way you want it. And it usually, is people that do just a first or second, maybe a lighthearted second draft. And there might be something in that piece, but it is not yet there. It's not, you've got to do that work to get it to that, that way. Um, knowing, again, that just because you get it to where it is worth reading doesn't mean you're going to have success. So I, I think there's a success in the sense that, uh, I mean, there, that's what you were pointing out too, I think, Eric, is that success is something you have to kind of decide for yourself what you're going to be successful at it. I mean, is it enough that you got it done and you feel good about it and it's there and you put the time and the effort in to make it the best that you can do? Or is it something that we, and we've had this conversation a couple of times in our podcast about 
where are you going to measure yourself in terms of of um, the story being done or even um, reviewed uh, to the point you want it to be reviewed? Um, I, I think these are never an answered questions, um, but there's something you have to kind of think about as you're working on. Thanks for listening to The Nudge. Any books, films, interviews, or other media that we've mentioned, we've tried to track down and pin on our Discord server for interested parties. If you'd like to join us in conversation, share something you've been prompted to write, or just take a peek at these references, you'll find links to that server on our website, clawfootpress.com. Thanks again.